With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Tuesday, hour number three always starts with a great beat, especially chosen for all of us by Zay. Where are we going today, Zay? Mob Deep, Shook Ones 2, part two. Mob Deep. Shout out to Havoc, RIP Prodigy. Okay. Yeah, you remember this 8 Mile? The last uh, the last rap battle? Everybody in the 313, get your... Hands up uh, and follow, follow me. me. Okay. Yeah. So that's why, is that why I was getting the Eminem vibe off of this yeah, thing? Yeah, that's why you're getting it. Okay. Yeah. All right. That would sort of make sense. So this is the, that's the beat from the last one. Yeah. Okay. One pock, two pock, like, three pocks, one. Oh, man. That's good stuff. That's a good movie. Love that good movie. movie. Very difficult. Very hard for a movie to make Kim Basinger seem unattractive at times. Oh, she was still hot. Still really she hot. She was trailer, pat, trailer trash, Kim. Still hot. There were a couple moments where you're like, oh, I see what they're trying to do. It's not working, but I see what you're trying to do there. <laughs> I love it when they try to make the hotties look unhot. That's a challenge. Yeah. It really is. Brittany Murphy, RIP to her. She looked oh, good in that, too. Yeah, that was that was a great performance from her. Yeah, that's such a shame um, that, uh, that she is gone. Mob Deep getting us started this hour. Great beat there um, with a little bit of... Uh, Little bit of eight mile vibe to it. <laughs> Jeff Al just texted me. <laughs> Guy's a gangster. The real name's Clarence. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Clarence also lives with both parents. And Clarence's parents have a real good marriage. Oh man, eight mile. What a movie. And then the villain ultimately, the, the kind of bad guy of that of those scenes ends up being uh, what's his name? That uh, the 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 guy that's in the Marvel movies as the Falcon. Yeah, Papa Doc. Th- th- that's become the new Captain America. Right. Like that. I can't remember the actor's name right I now. I don't remember his name either. He he's was, great. I love him. Okay, he's great in that. Yeah. He was Tupac and Notorious. Not so great. Well, see not. That, so see, great. you know, you know what I'll tell you. The mistake was there. You decided to cast Tupac. That's too hard to do. It is tough. I'm sorry. When you reach a certain iconic status, if you tell me, okay, today we're going to cast Tupac and Biggie. Really? Good luck. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah, they had uh, P. Diddy as Booby Miles from Friday Night Lights. That was a train wreck. Notorious isn't one of the better biopics out there. It's just hard to do. Yeah, yeah it's tough to do, man. All right, so uh, we get started this hour uh, talking a lot of football, a lot of basketball, and... We have a little breaking news to start this hour. Zay, can we get the Longhorn football fans all updated? Because apparently the story they've been waiting on is uh, now now done. Shout out to our guy Jeff Howe. 
the crew at Horns247.com. They are now reporting that it is Chris Jackson for the Texas Longhorns' new wide receiver position. He was in Jacksonville, so they had to wait for certain things to play out. I think there are also different rules for are you the OC or DC, or are you, in this case, a receiver's coach? I don't think he gets the same freedom everybody else does. I believe that they've changed those rules for certain people, but I don't think everybody gets that. Huh. So they may have had to wait officially until they were done, or maybe they just wanted to kind of do it out of uh, out of respect for things. But Chris Jackson uh, will be the new receivers coach, apparently, for Texas. And with a name like this, Zay, I started thinking I hadn't looked up the – any bio stuff on Chris Jackson. It's a pretty generic name. Uh, there have been a few Chris Jacksons in, uh, you know, in, in sports throughout my lifetime. So I started looking him up, and uh, kind of interesting, uh, the, the path here. He's a guy that went to high school. It, the, the connection with him and Sark comes through modern day, the high school in Southern California. And according to a story I'm looking at here, both Jackson and Sarkeesian's son uh, attended or attend the school. From there, Jackson started a journeyman career, uh, Orange Coast uh, College, moved to Washington State, where he was a receiver for Ryan Leaf. I didn't, okay. I'd forgotten about that part of it. Uh, so he was a Washington State guy on that team that reached the Rose Bowl in 97, for those of you that are old like me and remember all that. Six seasons in the NFL, Arena League, couple of Arena League titles, in fact, um, Arena League Offensive Player of the Year awards, um, and uh, did very well in that league. Started coaching in the Phoenix area at a high school. He joined the NFL in 2018 as a Bill Walsh Diversity Fellow. Turned that fellowship into a job, rising to assistant wide receivers coach in 2021, and then joined Peterson's staff in Jacksonville in 22. There you go. All right. Chris Jackson, and now he's coming to Texas, obviously uh, trying to you know, trying to increase the effectiveness of the wide receiver room. Uh, there's certainly been talent in that room. It just hasn't come together like Sark has wanted it to um, before. And so, obviously, there'll be uh, there will be a big recruiting component there. So, we'll, I'm interested to see how that part works because this is clearly a guy with the path I just laid out. Not a guy with Texas ties. Not a guy that's been grinding on the Texas high school front for a long time. But you've got the California connection, so how do you utilize that part of it? And then also his a few years now in the NFL uh, to be able to to kind of use that that part of it. So again, Horns247.com is reporting that Chris Jackson will be the next wide receivers coach for Texas. Yeah, and if you're a wide receivers coach coming in like Chris Jackson is – you got to be very excited about that wide receiver room that Texas has now established with A.D. Mitchell coming along. You got Jordan Winnington coming back. Xavier Wordy's going to be back for another year. I know he might have had a down year for his standards, but that is big for the whole offense as a whole and for uh, Quinn Ewers, especially their chemistry and their relationship they, are, they already have with them being roommates and whatnot. So mm-hmm. add Jonte Cook, the freshman, add guys Ooh. like Ryan Niblett. Can't wait. You think about the track star Brennan Thompson Casey Kane had a really good uh, Alamo Bowl game he should be better in year two so JT Sanders he's also a part of that wide receiver room I it's a lot to be excited about if you're Chris Jackson and hopefully he could get on the same page as Quinn yours and Steve Sarkeesian to where this offense 
even without Bijan Robinson, all the starters that you bring back, you bring back 10 starters without Bijan and Roshan, this still could be and should be a juggernaut offense. And I'm still standing on what I said a few weeks ago. This team should win the Big 12. I don't care about Cincinnati and U of H, all them teams coming in, what the schedule might look like. The talent with Jalen Catalan coming on defensive side, Gavin Holmes, the Wake Forest transfer, another year for Jaron Thompson and guys like that, uh, uh, Ryan Watts, Jalen Ford's coming back. This team should be able to get to Arlington. They should. There shouldn't be Steve Sarkeesian in year three. The talent that's there, they should get to Arlington. They but you're sa- you're saying win it all though, not oh, just yeah, get there. You oh, think win it all? Win, you think all. win yes. that game? Win that game too. Okay. They gotcha. should. It will be a huge disappointment if they don't even get a chance to get there. But they should win it yeah. all with the talent that you got here on the Forty Acres. Did you mention Isaiah Nayor? Because that's another guy I'm looking I'm, forward to. You, I you didn't just, mention him because kind of I, don't, I don't want to put expectations okay. on him. You just never know if an ACL injury. Troy O'Meary damn sure wasn't himself at all. We didn't even really get to see him. Now he's off to – I don't know where he went off to, but him coming back from an ACL injury, they're around the same height. I don't think they're the same player. I think Isaiah Nayor is a big step above a Troy O'Meary, mm-hmm. but – those big guys dealing with ACL injuries. I know modern medicine's a lot better than it once was back in the 80s, 90s, etc. I just think it'll take a little bit of time. We saw what happened with Michael Gallup this last year. I'm not going to put any expectations on Isaiah Nayor. I don't what, think that's fair to him. Wasn't O'Meary one of the guys that's ending up at Arizona State? Is that, that sounds right? I could be just playing the math because I think every former Longhorn is now at Arizona State. <laughs> I think they're all there. I want to say that's where O'Meary ended up. Uh, yeah, that should be a really talented room. I would uh, interested to see how Chris Jackson now fits into this whole discussion. How do they free up certain guys? Utilize certain guys? They need to take a. They just need to take a whole bunch off of the shoulders of Xavier Worthy. They do not need to make that whole room about one guy. And it felt like during the season they really tried so hard, too hard, real hard to do that. Yeah, it was a joke. Over and over and over again. And it, to me, it didn't do anybody any good. It didn't do Quinn any good. didn't do Worthy any good. And it didn't do anybody else in that room any And it didn't do Sark any good. Like, run that offense. Do what you do. I, I understand that this is going to be a pass offense. I totally get that part. But you, don't have to, you can pass it to a lot of people. you got a bunch of people to pass it to. Pass it to a whole lot of guys. You go 80-20 pass run if you really want to. That's what he wants to do, I think, deep down. But just don't, don't just not one guy. He's got to come up with acceptable versions of hitting a shot. Hitting a shot to Sark needs to not just be 40 yards downfield. If he stays if he stays in that mindset, he's going to it's not going to be ultimately successful. Well, another thing that we didn't see much this year was even hitting those short shots those under 10 yard attempts and allowing those to go for 30 yards 40 yards and allowing those wide receivers with the ball in their hands to make plays we didn't see that much either right because he it's almost like he doesn't feel like that's a big enough yeah he wants a bigger splash yeah like oh or just the arrogant confidence that he had in Quinn Ewers all year to make life not easy for him yeah and you would tell him as a fan you were there live to watch 49 to nothing he carved Oklahoma up. As long as the play goes 35 yards, who, who cares if it starts short or long? Yeah, that might have been an awful thing to happen. That 49-0, I think, gave yeah. Steve Sarkeesian just a certain amount of confidence that his quarterback is that guy. 
And he wasn't this past year. Can he get there? Does he have the time to get there? We all know he does. But Steve Sarkeesian didn't do him any favors with the play calling that he had this year for Quinn Ewers to have the success that we thought he was going to have coming in from Ohio State. Just that didn't happen. You know what Quinn Ewers needed after that game? He needed uh, Nick Saban to come in with cut-ups of every bad play because only Nick could have found him. Only Nick could have found the bad moments in that game. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're you're actually terrible. Yeah. We won 49 nothing. No, no, no. Watch these. Watch these. Yeah, two. watch these. Humble these, yourself. The, Quinn Ewers even said it like, I got a little over my skis he as did. the season went on. I got a little overly confident thinking this stuff was easy. And I had to see these three high defenses from Oklahoma State and TCU and stuff that I never saw during my only junior year. Remember, didn't play a senior year at uh, 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 right. South Lake Carroll. Didn't see that. In no, he's still high trying school. to catch up in a lot of ways. Really? Didn't yeah. see that at Ohio State. When I was on scout team, I was scout team the whole time. I was the other offense that this defense for Ohio State was preparing for every week. I wasn't preparing for things on my own. He was getting those college reps, but way different than Mm -hmm. when he came down to Texas and what he saw in practice. Yep. So uh, congratulations to uh, Chris Jackson, now the former Jacksonville wide receivers coach. Now they need a wide receivers coach if he's coming to Texas because Brennan Marion ended up at UNLV, as we mentioned earlier. He'll now call plays for maybe Bo Edmondson, who uh, Lake Travis Product uh, announced over the weekend. He's going to be going to UNLV, and that's all because Bobby Petrino is going to College Station to call plays for the Aggies. I think it got that part of it covered in the NFL we've mentioned that Bill O'Brien is the new OC in uh, New England he's the new OC and the old OC at the same time uh, Zay I saw this uh, stat the other day pop up on SportsCenter that there were at that moment 10 different NFL teams that need a new OC New England's now filled their job I'd forgotten how many different teams need one Baltimore the Chargers Washington Tampa Tennessee, the Jets, the Rams, the Colts, and the Cardinals all need an offensive coordinator. Think about that. Think about the quarterbacks involved in what I just said. That means Lamar Jackson, Herbert, whatever you're going to do in Washington, Brady or somebody in Tampa, whatever Tennessee's about to do, is it Malik... Uh, what's his name? Malik Hooker, right? No, Malik. Malik. Uh, no, Malik Hooker's the safety. Malik uh, Willis. Willis, thank you. Uh, is it Malik Willis, or are you drafting somebody, or are you going to get somebody? The Jets, the Rams with Stafford, Indy with whatever they're going to do, and Kyler Murray. All those guys are going to need offensive coordinators. And now only Mac Jones has one for sure. We'll see how those uh, jobs get filled in. Yeah, because a lot of these head coaches that we thought were going to take the bullet, they didn't. And they just threw their coordinators in front of them. Yeah. No, the Chargers love Staley. Yeah, they love Staley. They just keep them around. Analytics. Yeah. Ron so- Rivera got rid of his because it's not his fault for benching Taylor Heineke and playing Carson Wentz in the game that you just didn't know could keep a, could keep a aspiration oh, for you man. making the playoffs or something. Keep your playoff hopes alive. You had no idea, Ron. But it's not your fault. No. It's the offensive coordinator and the quarterback coach's fault for all those decisions that went down in D.C. Yeah. Sure. All right. Yeah. Now you're learning. <laughs> you're, you're reading that right from Washington's media release, aren't you? I'm curious of what 
Lamar Jackson's going to do. Uh-huh. That's such a weird situation. Like, he's his own agent. Yeah. Did you hear them all begging him in that press conference? Oh, yeah. Yeah. They a lot were of heavy begging. On, the, on their knees with that one. Head coach and GM begging. Although, if I'm the GM, I wouldn't have said out loud, I like Lamar the player. Now, dealing with Lamar the agent's a little different. Yo, dude, shut he up. He said that? Yeah. Stop talking. No, stop. Stop, 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 stop. He referenced it like two different entities. Lamar the player, Lamar the agent. Bah, he gone. Stop. He gone. Don't do that. Yeah, Baltimore Don't ain't. Don't do that. Baltimore ain't that nice of a place for you to be saying stuff like that. No, it's the not. This ain't San Fran. This ain't South Beach. No, they filmed The Wire there. Uh, yeah, have you seen The Wire? For reasons. Yeah. There's yep. Avon Barksdale's running around there like crazy. <laughs> do you want to encounter that? Stringer Bell should be the agent. Yeah, Stringer Bell. Yes. I know Idris, Il- uh, Idris Ilba is a sexy <laughs> son of a gun, but they're they're around there. They're out there. Two dual threat weapons like what Lamar can be and what Kyler can be need OCs. And then the talent we've seen out of Herbert, that needs an OC. The Are you going to go with Wilson with the Jets? That needs an OC. Mac Jones now gets his OC in Bill O'Brien. Uh, and then And what about Tampa? What if it is Brady? Who are you going to get that's going to make Tom Brady happy? You going to stay with Todd Bowles? First off, you staying with him as head coach. That's number one. And then who are you going to get to call the plays that could still challenge Brady and push him the way Arians did? Because nobody pushed Brady in twenty twenty two except Giselle. That's really the only person that pushed Tom Brady in 2022. All right, uh, coming up, we will get you why today matters. It definitely matters for the Texas basketball team. They're hosting Oklahoma State tonight. We'll get a little bit into that. Also, a huge birthday in the comedy world, a birthday in the NFL. Oh, and one musically, too. I don't know if this guy's still touring, but we'll give him a happy birthday as well. Stay with us. It's the Horn. Rolling through a Tuesday. Do I have any shots, eh? Uh, nah. No. Sounds like some talent here. Sounds like some talent, but I don't quite recognize it. Who we got? Zero. Zero. Mo City Dunn. Freestyle. You know where classic. Where's Zero from? Houston. Okay. A lot of people knows knows these lyrics word by word. Yeah? Yeah. Not the Shikana part. Not the, the, the real part. Yeah, the real part. Dude, I, this is this is the only thing about rap that frustrates me is when I have to listen to edited songs. It drives me crazy. Uh, and the other thing that's amazing to me is when I've seen rappers perform on a show where they know they can't swear, and they do it live and pull it off. Oh, yeah, it's incredible. Like, how do you... Where they'll actually go silent? Yeah. They will self-edit the song. That's incredible. Yeah. I have no idea how that... I get how they can just put you on the radio and they edit it themselves. To do it 
on stage live. That's crazy. Yeah. That's just amazing. Um, all right. So uh, Zero added to the list today. Oasis earlier. Whitney Houston. If you missed Zay singing Oasis, it was a treat. Uh, Razor and Black and Blue, all a part of the show. The beat from Mob Deep to start this hour as well. A couple of quick notes. We mentioned uh, Horns247.com. Uh, uh, Jeff Howe and the guys over there, Chip Brown and the crew, reporting that it is Chris Jackson going to be the wide receivers coach at Texas. And Zay, Jeff Howe sent another reminder to us. He played with Jeff Banks at Washington State. Okay. Another connection. Okay. So he and Sark kind of have a connection out west at modern day, but then there's also now a connection with Jeff Banks. Uh, and then I was right. Troy O'Meary's going to be at Arizona State along with Prince Dorba, Xavion Alford, and Jake Smith. They're all going to be at Arizona State. Yeah, I can't knock those guys, man. Phoenix is a beautiful area to go to school there. Why not? It is. They are, let's see, they're Tempe, right? Which is right there outside of Phoenix. Or is that close to Phoenix? Uh, it's, yeah, it's right there. Or, I think yeah. Te- Tucson is Arizona. Tucson's, yeah. And then Arizona. Tempe is Arizona State. Yeah, it's right outside of Phoenix. Yeah, it's supposed to be a party school. Yeah. Oh, oh <laughs> mercy. Got to make sure you're all buttoned up if you're headed to Arizona State, gentlemen. Uh, best of luck to everybody there. Best of luck to Chris Jackson. Uh, looks like he's going to be the new receivers coach at Texas. So that will uh, reestablish everything with the Longhorns and get him headed towards the 2023 season. Tonight, Longhorn basketball has a game. We will get you set up for that and a couple other things in Why Today Matters. It is January 24th. Here we go. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Why Today Matters, brought to you by Sinus and Snoring Specialist. Get sinus and snoring relief with Dr. Daniel Slaughter at Sinus and Snoring Specialist. 512-601-0303 or sinussnoringent.com. All right, in past years, it has been keeping up with the Kansas Jayhawks about this time of year, but they've lost three in a row. It's about keeping up with the Wildcats right now. Kansas State is the top five team. There are other ranked teams, obviously, but K-State's at the top of the conference. Iowa State and Texas. Texas tied in second place at five and two. Texas and Oklahoma State tonight, eight o'clock tip, seven thirty pregame. Zay, do you think they get this win tonight and sweep the Cowboys in the regular season? Yeah, I do. Uh, we'll see how it goes. We know Oklahoma State; they're fighting for their March Madness lie, so they want to avenge that loss in Stillwater a couple of weeks ago. And if the Horns, if they play just 38 minutes of solid basketball, I'm not even going to give you the full 40. Just give Mm -hmm. you 38 minutes, everybody playing decent, playing Mm -hmm. lock-up D. They played great D against Oklahoma State the first time around, holding them around 30% shooting, uh, around 20-something, 28% from the three-point line. So we know the Horns can lock up. It's just about putting points on the other end. Will Tyrese Hunter be able to play the full 40 or as many minutes as he can without coming out the 
game, dealing with all those cramping injuries or cramping issues. You know, what does that mean for Arterio Morris? Can those freshmen get out of their little drought slash slump that they've been in for a few games? Can Brock Cunningham bring what he brought like he did in that Oklahoma State game where he hit two big-time threes? Mm -hmm. If he wouldn't have hit those, who knows what the outcome would have been. Brock's kind of been a little up and down as of late. So just consistency. That's all you want heading into this really tough slate. And, yeah, with the four games after Oklahoma State – I'm not going to say this is a must win, but it's pretty damn close. Yeah, you got to get that one. At home? At yeah. home against a team you've already beaten at their place. I would think this is one that uh, yeah, Longhorns need to get. 8 o'clock tonight. We'll be talking about that one tomorrow, of course. As long as we're talking Longhorns, let's give the biggest happy birthday of the, uh, of the day to Bevo. It's Bevo's birthday today. Oh, happy birthday, Bevo. Oh, B15 turns, what did I hear today? Six, seven, eight, somewhere in that range for Bevo15. Happy birthday to one of the uh, best live mascots out there. Some would say the most famous live mascot. I certainly would believe it's either Bevo or Ralphie in terms of the biggest, the most famous big live mascot. On the smaller side, you've got the Uggas and some of the dogs and stuff like that. But on the big side, Bevo. Ralphie, and I can't quite think of what else would be discussed. Like, who else has one that big? That's a big, big mascot. Yeah. He's impressive, man. Yeah, he is impressive. Absolutely legendary. I think they should bring back the old Bevo logo back in the day in the 80s, like the full Bevo, like the full, you know, body of Bevo and put that in the center court. Yeah? Yeah. The screaming one? Yes. I agree with you there. I said that to Hards the other day as we were switching shows, and he happened to have it on that day. He had a he had a shirt on with the old screaming with the hat on, yes, the hat and screaming Bevo. Yeah. I told him I said they should put that at center court. They got rid of the state of Texas finally in the center court. I never thought that looked quite right. They the, never the clear they did it okay. Yeah, but the, I like that screaming Bevo idea. The clear state of Texas was weird when the state was white. Yeah. With the orange hook'em, that was fire back in the day. That wasn't Rick, bad. Yeah, yeah, Rick that Barnes was good. Era, TJ Ford era. People have flipped out with that state thing. Like my Aggies had that thing for a while where they went with the stained look and it looked like the court was leaking. Y'all's court's just bad. That was Why weird. Why is it so dark in Reed Arena? It, it, it is a little dark right now. It's, it, some of it's better than it used to be. Some of it, they've kind of gone backwards. They haven't quite – at times, they don't dial that, that up just right. Yeah. I feel like a lot of places like to mess with their basketball floors too much. Like they don't just they can't just be normal and just wait. What was y'all's old arena called? Uh G. Riley White. Before Reed Arena? Yes. Yeah. There's like twenty courts in that whatever arena it is. The old school arena. Because I remember going to AM basketball camp back in the day, which I went to Bo. I went to Texas basketball so camp. So you're old enough to have gone to a camp at G. Riley White? Oh yeah. Look at you. Oh yeah. And there's like 12 courts like upstairs just in random places yeah. kind of like a rec center and yeah i got buckets at that camp that's a cool that was a cool old barn man i was sorry to see it go it was that was a place that you put it was like eight nine thousand <laughs> i remember going there as a student man ga you just scanned in scanned in your id packed in wherever you could it was loud in that place when it was full you know i took my team at that camp i took my team to the finals and we won it on two game-winning shots, one to send into overtime, and then I hit one to win the game. And I pointed right at Coach Gillespie and said, yeah, you need to recruit me after that. Wow. I never got a call. You bowed up on Billy Clyde? Yeah, I never got a call. I like that attitude, Maybe though. if he was on that cognac, he would have given me a call because we knew he liked to drink. How dare you.
How <laughs> dare you? I'm not saying you're wrong, but how dare you? Love Billy Klein. There are stories. Somebody needs to do a documentary called Basketball Coaches and Booze. Yo. Just tell me every story you know. You were at Kentucky, coach. Because I'm not saying football sto- football coaches don't drink, because they do. But there's something about that relationship between a basketball coach and alcohol has been legendary over the years. Oh, Rudy T was on that yak, too. We need to have, I need the documentary. Somebody do like a two, three hour documentary on pro and college basketball coaches that have been drinking all these years. That's why it took so long for them to put Rudy T in the Hall of Fame because they're like, because <laughs> they couldn't get him yeah, there. Let's look at what he's done <laughs> off the court. We know 94 oh, and 95 man. were big for the Rockets and all. And Hakeem was that dude, but man, Rudy T, he, he was on that Jack. Call it Buckets of Booze. Yeah. That's the name of your documentary. Jack Buck, Buckets straight. of Booze. <laughs> no ice. Jack needs. No ice, please. <laughs> <laughs> You're disrespecting me if you bring that ice out. Woo! Do not do that. Jack, ne- the, the ice is for the players' <laughs> knees. Bring me the, the Jack is for me, the ice is for him. <laughs> Jack, Yo, I can't blame Rudy T that much. The way he got his ass whooped back oh, in his playing days, dude. it might make you drink the way he got his ass whooped in that sequence or whatever happened there. I think he got some punches in, but that one punch that is one punch. legendary. <laughs> Maybe the most famous punch ever thrown. Uh, certainly in a basketball game it is. All right, uh, Why Today Matters on your January 24th. Happy birthday to Bevo. Happy birthday to Sean McVay. Already 37 years old, but still a young, young man. If you didn't know, Sean McVay went to Miami of Ohio. I didn't realize that. Is he coming back? Uh, As of now, yes. I haven't heard that he's not. I haven't heard that he's doing either broadcasting or retiring or whatever. As of this moment, I think he's back. I blame him a lot for the distractions the Rams have this year. I I really do. You can because talk about of that Matt, offseason yeah, stuff. Yeah, you can talk about Matt Stafford's elbow, but him just being on the fence of wanting to come back after they won the Super Bowl, it's already to get it's already hard to win a Super Bowl back to back anyway. There's just that natural easing up on you know, the letdown. The letdown. Well, and, yeah, it's just natural. And in this NFL, there's always free agency stuff that's gonna hit you. Like they were still gonna be without Von Miller. That's tough enough. Yeah. And losing uh, uh, who's the badass. And OBJ, mate, you know, the fact that OBJ wasn't figuring into it. And just those little ingredients can matter. They lost Cooper Cup really early. Matt Stafford, that arm thing. Aaron Donald, he was in and out the lineup due to injury. And then their coach kind of just being on the fence. Do I want to come back? Do I want to keep coaching? Do I want to go, you know, take retirement early or relax and do some other things with my hot supermodel wife? Oh, like got to be that's got to be tempting. Yo, don't get caught up like Tom Brady. Don't get caught up. He Tom Brady has set an example for what not to do. <laughs> And if you have a certain amount of money where you're good, like Sean, Sean McVay, he's good. He's well off sure. at 37 years old. Millions, yeah. you know, kids, it's good. Everybody's good. So he doesn't necessarily have to keep coaching. The drive is what keeps you coaching. Mm-hmm. If you've lost that drive, then you're doing your team slash franchise at the service and they're showing the work every day if you're not all locked in. Like, you got to really be locked in as an NFL head coach. There's so many distractions that you got to endure yeah. and so many people that you're responsible for. And if you're not locked in and completely 100% there, which I don't think he was this year, you're going to see what you saw. 
Yep, I know the rest of that division's happy he did what he did. Yeah, they'll take it. Because they definitely will take it, especially the uh, Niners that are now one game away from the Super Bowl. All right, uh, that's why today matters. We do it every day about 2.30. Up next, stems and seeds. If you're just jumping in, Texas did indeed get that wide receivers coach. Not a lot of drama here. It's one of those names you'd been hearing. We'll tell you which one, get you a couple other notes, and then get you off to ball. Don't lie. With Rod and Harge, keep it right here on the horn. This one's tough to get out of your head. Tough to get out of your brain. This would be Miss Gwen Stefani. That's right. Hollerback girl. Yep. Say it's easy. Look at you give me a nice easy one to finish off the day. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. Of course. When Gwen went hip-hop, changed her career. Yeah? Changed her career. For the better, I'm assuming? For the better, yeah. We knew she could do... Well, it just kind of broadened it out. Yeah. Right? She showed you she could rock. And now she was showing you another side. Right. Yeah. We saw a little snippet with her and Eve, that little track they did. This was a few years yeah. later, but yeah. That's for, a sexy video with oh, the two I of them. I love that Woo. video. Love that video, but Hollaback Girl, Pharrell on the beat, Neptunes. When uh, when Chris Rock did the bit with this song in it, that was so good. We talked about how catchy the song was. Yeah. He just couldn't stop singing it. Um, yes, yeah, so Gwen Stefani rounding it out today. We had Zero earlier, Oasis, Whitney Houston, Razor, Black and Blue. Had the mob deep beat to start this hour. Uh, Zay's always bringing you all kinds of great, different, varied music on the show. There's going to be something you like. I guarantee it's got to be something you like out of uh, the group. There was stuff early I liked. I didn't even know it, but Zay's busting out black and blue and Razor. For yeah, you. I'm putting you on new metal. For you metal fans. Putting you on new metal? I mean, Zay's even introducing me to metal that I either missed back in the day or I missed along the way somewhere. So we got all that going on. Uh, if you're just jumping in, there is an update in Longhorn football land. Let's get uh, get you that, and we'll start Stems and Seeds. Here we go. No stress, no seeds, no stems, no sticks. It's brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. Not a lot of drama with this story. Chris Jackson's name was reported as one of the ones Sark was looking at for the wide receiver's job, and it looks like he will be the guy. Earlier, uh, Jeff Howe of Horns247.com let us know that they at Horns247 were reporting that it is going to be Chris Jackson now that the Jacksonville year is over. They can officially get to all of that and uh, look for that to, maybe, to be announced in the next day or so officially by Texas. But it will be Chris Jackson, a guy that was a receiver for Ryan Leaf at Washington State. And Jeff is telling us Jeff Banks was also there at that time. So those connections plus uh, connections back in the day with Sark uh, that involved modern day high school. So a West Coast guy, Chris Jackson, going to be the new receivers coach at Texas. Yeah, go look at his work this past year with the Jacksonville Jaguars. That wide receiver room was very underrated. Austin Knight, Zay Jones, Christian Kirk definitely got his money's worth this season. And Marvin Jones was terrific, too. Also, Evan Ingram. All those guys, you got to feel pretty good with Chris Jackson coming in to another very good wide receiver room at Texas. Uh, I think it's a great point. What he did with with the Joneses and the rest of that crew, Christian Kirk, and the development of Trevor Lawrence, I mean, that group got after you. Lots of varied routes. 
and what I think Texas needs to get into. Don't attack somebody with a receiver. Attack them with receiving. Attack them with your receivers. Yes. One of the first things I'm doing if I'm Chris Jackson, I'm coming down, I'm showing Xavier Wordy, Christian Kirk tape. Yeah. You saw that pass that Trevor Lawrence threw the Christian Kirk, that little fake on the side, and throw that uh, Christian Kirk. I think he was playing a running back. He was in the backfield yes. at the time. Yes. He rolled out on that wheel round. Trevor Lawrence Good threw call. it on the money. Yep. Just things like that. Like Christian Kirk, he's a solid receiver yep. in the league. I know he might have got paid a little bit too much for his type of quality, but I, I thought he got his money's worth this year. Yeah, I'm going to keep saying it. I've said it about the offense. I'll say it about Worthy. It's not that they were too cute with Xavier Worthy. They weren't cute enough. They got to get cuter they got to find all kinds of different ideas, and I love that comparison with what they did uh, with Christian Kirk. So uh, that looks like it's going to be Chris Jackson with Texas. We've uh, obviously talked Texas basketball as they get ready for Oklahoma State tonight. Also, remember, Bill O'Brien going to be the new OC in New England. That has been made official uh, now, so we look for some of those other offensive coordinator positions to be filled. And by the way, Zay, I went back and watched it. You're right. That play that they ended up calling not a catch in the back of the end zone, that that throw from Burrow was stupid. Shouldn't be able to make that throw in the snow. Wow. For his sake, for the sake of that throw, I wish it could have been 21-7 at that yeah. point. Because, by the way, that would have closed that building down. Those Bills fans were ready to leave at that point. What a throw that was. And part of me still thinks it was a catch. I get why they said it yeah. wasn't, but, man, that was close. It was close. Woo, that was right there. What a bullet that was. All right, uh, Ball Don't Lie coming up with Rod and Harge. 7.30, pregame tonight, 8 o'clock tip for Texas and Oklahoma State. We'll be back to talk about that and everything else tomorrow. Stay safe out there. Stay dry. See ya.